0: back to
1: another episode of Red Flags and Rosé. This is Kaylee. This is Megan. And this week, we are going to be talking about some really good stuff. We're going to talk about practicing non-attachment. <laughs> but to start us off, we're going to kind of give some recommendations about what we've been into here recently. So Megan, what, what have you been uh, checking out?
0: You know, last week, I told you all about The Pam and Tommy. Mm-hmm. Definitely check that out. Um, another thing that I watched, which actually I just finished, was The Sex and the City, the new one on HBO Max.
1: I heard that was awful.
0: Um, It's definitely not as good as, like, the original series and... The movies and stuff. But I feel like that's what happens when you wait too long to bring people back. You know? like So you're having them in their 20s and 30s and then now 20 years later, a lot of shit's going to change. I think really the only issue I kind of had with it was how forceful they had to do they try to incorporate, um, inclusion or like, um, the LGBTQ, you know, all that stuff. Like I'm a 100% like I'm behind you all the way, you know, but I feel like they forced it in that show with almost every character that they added. You know what I mean? Um, and then even with like Miranda was just kind of weird with her black professor with like trying too hard. It was just, it was different, um, but overall I had to watch it because you know, I'm obsessed. But other than that, I think the only other thing that I have watched is Sweet Magnolias. I started that cause it just came back out, but that's just a really like light feel good. Um, acting's definitely cheesy. Um, but I like it. It's different. What about you?
1: Well, first of all, um, I've never seen not even one episode of Sex in the City. <laughs> uh, never seen one of the movies either. Oh. So. The first movie is my favorite. Yeah. The second movie we could have done without. Well, I plan on checking it out. I was thinking about watching it because. Nick on the Vile Files had said that they were watching it, mm-hmm. and he was talking about how just absolutely fucking insufferable Carrie is as yeah. a person. Girls gotta eat. Watches it too. They talk about well, it almost that's why every week. I I knew a little bit about what you were saying because they were pretty much saying what you are about how mm-hmm. it, it just felt like it was so forced, mm-hmm. which honestly I feel like that is almost worse. Yeah, than just sticking with your storyline because it's almost like you want the reviews to talk about how, oh my God, it's so inclusive. And mm-hmm. like, you want that to be the main point when it's mm-hmm. like, that's not how real life is. Yeah, you no. don't run into non-binary people all the time. Mm-hmm. You, you don't run into those situations like a whole lot. And it's like, yes, awareness Is key Mm -hmm. in being an ally, is key in all of that. But it's like, you don't have to make it a huge deal. Mm -hmm. And it's something that it doesn't fit in. Yes. And it's just... And I mean, I feel
0: like the only, like, good part that came out of it was, um, whenever you watch it, Charlotte has two girls. And one of them wants to be known as The Rock instead of Rose. Um, she didn't talk about like transitioning or anything, but just she identifies more okay. with well a male. I, see, I love that. Um, so that was good, yeah. and it went through like because Charlotte is very particular. Mm-hmm. Like she's very I care what people think. Um, this is not going to look the good imaging. for me. Yes. Yeah. Um, but I think she she got over it pretty well. She was a little more accepting. Um, but. Che, Che, it is, um, you watch Grey's Anatomy.
1: Mm-hmm. I haven't seen anything since.
0: Callie. You remember Callie? Yeah. In Arizona. So Callie plays one of the newer girls, okay. Che, who's non-binary, um, who Miranda, this, these are lots of spoilers, but who Miranda ends up getting with and like cheats on her husband and stuff like that. She is very, um, in your face. And I think that's what I didn't like about it, I guess. Um, trying to force her into the situation, I don't know. Like, you'll just have to watch it to kind of get it. Yeah, I will Um,
1: because I think the whole thing is the whole movement of, like, LGBTQ+, and, I mean, Black Lives Matter, anything, is never to make it the center of attention. Yeah. It's to provide equality. Yes. And so it's more of, like, Stop looking at this as if it has to be made a big deal Mm -hmm. that someone is non binary or trans or gay or whatever because it's normal. Mm -hmm. These are normal things that normal people are going through and they're made to feel like it's not normal. Yeah. To be different. Yeah. And it's not even different. It's just the way that people have felt for centuries is finally labeled Mm -hmm. and they're able to have some sort of normalcy and feel accepted. And I believe that if it fits the storyline of the show, cool. I do think that that's great that her child, they kind of Mm -hmm. show even someone who's so particular can be accepting Mm -hmm. because that shows people like, Kind of a model for parents that mm-hmm. are going through it, like okay, like yeah, I see this happening. Um, so other than that, and you don't watch a lot of TV, so yeah. You know. Well, um, I have been getting back into reading recently, and I saw the books by Colleen Hoover all over TikTok. I'm sure a lot mm-hmm. of people that watch TikTok have, and I'm on BookTok, so I have a lot of recommendations. Yeah. Like I just have like a notes list full of books to read and I also have like a full shelf of books that I was buying over like the last two summers that I haven't even gotten to but highly 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 recommend Colleen Hoover as an author um Mm -hmm. we both read Verity probably the best book I've ever read in my life Mm -hmm. I could not put that shit down um so I would recommend that but right now I'm reading It Ends With Us which is actually about to um, get its own film adaptation yes. that Justin Baldoni that was involved in uh, Jane the Virgin,
0: mm-hmm.
1: he's involved in that. So that's really exciting. And so I've read
0: the book already and I've been trying to get Kaylee yeah. to read it for like the past well, year.
1: Well, <laughs> year, bitch. It's been like six months. No but, way. Because I was way pregnant. And it's almost, Maisie is seven months old. I was pregnant when I was reading that shit. I mean, even still, it hasn't been a year. I've had the book. Like, I've, I've had the book for a long time. But I just, I don't know. Sometimes I don't feel like reading when I get home. I don't really feel like watching yeah. anything. So I just tend to my chores and then relax. I don't know. I'm not built like you. You can binge <laughs> shows. Like, she watches so many fucking shows. Like, she goes through seasons. And I'm like, how the fuck? Do you do this? Like I, it drives me insane to sit and watch like a whole episode straight because I feel like I have so many other things I'd rather be doing. Yeah. Like that's what I'm thinking when I'm watching something. If I'm not watching it with somebody,
0: uh-huh.
1: I'm like I would so much rather be like somewhere else, <laughs> like <laughs> doing something else, unless the show is that good. And it's very hard for me to find something that keeps me interested. But I like maybe. TV. Yeah, I don't.
0: I don't. I like reading more, but it's hard for me to find a book Yeah. that I really, really like. Um, but Colleen Hoover is very good. She has so far, with the last two, actually three, because I read Layla, um, have kept me. And all of her stories are so different.
1: Mm-hmm. Where it's uh-huh. not like the Nicholas Sparks kind, yes. where you know, like yeah. you know exactly what's gonna happen. Somebody's gonna die. Two people fall in love. Yes. It's tragic.
0: Yes. It's always there's always some twist and turn. And her writing style is just so different than what I have read before. Mm-hmm.
1: <clears throat> I like it because it feels very relatable. Mm-hmm. And she's talking about things that like seem very realistic. Yes. It seems plausible that these things are happening instead of where you're like, okay, that would never happen ever. So I think that's why I get so involved in it is because you just get lost in her Mm -hmm. writing.
0: Now, I know about like 95% of her books have a lot of trigger warnings um, between like domestic violence, um, suicide, just different stuff. So just... Keep that in mind, too, if you go to read it. Um, Other than that, we have been talking about getting
1: tattoos. Yeah, so (laughs) when we go on our little girls' trip to Indy to see Girls Gotta Eat, we decided that we are going to get Bestie tattoos. And Mm -hmm. we're not doing matching tattoos because Mm -hmm. I have a bit of a fear with getting matching tattoos with people. Um, I wouldn't say it's a superstition. She's just a little stitious. Yeah, I was going to say it's just a <laughs> little stition. Um, but I just feel like something bad always happens to people that get matching tattoos. So, mm-hmm. And we have very different tattoo styles that we're into. I'm very neo-traditional. It's going to be both of our first tattoos. Mm-hmm. But when I imagine my tattoos... They're very neo traditional. Hers are more of like the fine line tattoos. And small. They're dainty. Yes. Um, So I like really colorful or very like statement type Mm -hmm. pieces. So we are going to get what we feel like is the most solid representation of each other via tattoo. So we will uh, share that on the page come May. But we're excited.
0: But Kaylee was showing me an idea that she had for her tattoo of me. Mm-hmm. And basically, I get a whole thigh.
1: She does. I've, <laughs> well, I've had for a long time, I've wanted to have um, a piece for my mom and my grandma. Mm-hmm. And then I wanted to do something on the other thigh. I didn't really know what I was going to do. but So it's me. I'm going to have my tattoo <laughs> of Megan be on my thigh. Um, so basically when she passes away, if it's before Megan, before
0: me, hopefully not. But if it happens, I'm taking the leg and making a lamp. She's going to make the actual leg lamp. Um, (laughs) from a Christmas story. Yeah. And those of you that don't know, I actually do have a nightlight for Christmas time of the leg lamp. She is a
1: Christmas freak, so (laughs) it it doesn't surprise anybody that knows her (laughs) to know that. But um, I haven't seen A Christmas Story. What? Yep. You're lying. I'm not lying. Bro, it's played 24 hours
0: a day, even on Christmas. You gotta catch at least a little bit of it.
1: I have seen the part where he gets his tongue stuck. Is that even that movie? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's it. And then I also saw Where He Shot His Eye Out once. Oh, it ricocheted. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. I know, but that's it. I, I don't know. And I I feel like there's so many movies that I say that about, and mm-hmm. I, it's not even like I don't watch them just so I can say it. If you know me, you know. I just don't yeah. watch shit. I don't know why I'm this way. I think it's definitely
0: one that you could watch once and be fine. Yeah. Like, I don't think it needs to be... Be played twenty four hours a day. Yeah. Um. But I think there's just too many that and Christmas vacation. There's just too many Christmas well, I love like Christmas vacation. I know you love Christmas vacation. That's our so family's
1: thing. We watched that probably two to three times every Christmas season growing up. Yeah. That and then Mr. Bean, his holiday special. See, I've never seen that.
0: I know. Me and Austin. That's like, our Christmas movie is Christmas vacation. So, that's our fave. We yeah. actually had our matching PJs that said, You serious, Clark?
1: Oh, my gosh. <laughs> That's funny because my uh, mm. sister-in-law has a little... I don't even know what it is. I think it's kind of like an ornament, but she has it leaned up against mm-hmm. her wall in the kitchen, and it said, Shitter's full, Clark.
0: <gasps> oh, you got to ask her where she got it. because I It's went.
1: amazing. I could probably make it for you with the cricket that I never get out. Okay. Yeah. You know. Do Just thing. one of the hobbies that my ADHD <laughs> had me get into <laughs> for three seconds and then put away. <laughs> Um, I have, like, a pile of dead crafts I, where I was going to do watercolor. Yeah. Yep. Dead. Dead. <laughs> um, all my frames from the frame business that I was going to do are sitting dead across from us right now. Dead. Dead. Um, but I am going to start making art for my walls because they're bare, and I don't need to pay for art if I can make it. So yeah, 100%. that's my next goal is to start creating more because that's what I enjoy. So, um, so go
0: ahead and get into today. Yeah. Um, I think actually today, instead of ending with a quote, we're going to start off with one mm-hmm. so then we can kind of go into discussion discussing it. Yeah. So I found this one and, um, I kind of read it to Kaylee, but then, um, I stopped cause then we were just like. Let's wait. Yeah. I was like, I'm not going to respond to this. Yeah. So it is a conscious relationship is not made up of two people free of their past. A conscious relationship is created by two people who have studied their past and understand what patterns contributed to the dysfunction of their former relationships. When we pick a partner, we also pick their story. So as a conscious person in a relationship, we are not only responsible for our own chaotic inner child, but we are also responsible for helping our partner get a little lighter and heal from their story. This is not codependency, this is compassion.
1: Yeah. Woo! It's a lot to take in.
0: It is, that was very long. Um, I can kind of tell you what I took from it. Yeah. So, um, I know just from going through like some couples therapy and stuff with Austin, that we both kind of have the same growing up a little bit, um, our childhood, um, but a little different. And so now when we both come to each other, when we have our issues, both of our inner childs are kind of the same. Mm hmm. Um, So, at first, that made communication really difficult between us. Like, when we had problems. And neither one of us really understood at first, like, why I was being reactive or defensive when he was just coming to me, like, wanting me to understand, you Mm -hmm. know? But then I had to look at that's what happened to me.
1: You know what I mean? No, this is precisely a video I saw earlier yeah. where this guy was saying he saw someone, um, I can't remember where he saw it, but it was this person talking about how what you repeat the most when you're facing conflict is what your inner child is screaming for you to do for them because it was the opposite of what your parents did for you when you were feeling conflicted. Mm -hmm. So if you're like, nobody's ever here for me, I'm always alone, like, everybody always leaves, Mm -hmm. then that's what your parents made you feel like with that abandonment, or if it's more of, like, a, I can never do anything right, like, you're always nitpicking, and nothing's ever good enough, you didn't feel good enough to your parents, Mm -hmm. so this is essentially, like, what you're talking about here, where it's, like, you have to recognize what wounds are not healed that you can't hear why you're not adequately meeting your partner's needs and getting, you can't just not get offended.
0: Yeah. And honestly, I think that's why we kind of started the therapy to begin with too, is just like, because we really didn't have like problems to the point where we were going to like, fuck you, I'm leaving. Well, therapy you know I mean. is maintenance. It is. And
1: we need to get rid of the stigma because what opened that door for me was honestly <clears throat> um, when I was listening to My Favorite Murder. Georgia Hardstar talked about how her and her husband were in therapy. Mm-hmm. And she was like, I want to clarify that we have never fought, but we are in therapy because we... Had like I have a very fucked up relationship mm-hmm. with my parents, and he's got his own shit, and we want to know how to communicate with each other properly. Exactly. Yeah, and that removed the stigma for me like that. Yes, because I never felt you know that way about individual therapy, but yeah. I always thought about marriage counseling as you have issues. So hundred
0: percent, because when you tell yeah. people, they look at you and like, oh, what's going on? Yeah, what's happening? Well,
1: when you told me, <clears throat> I was probably the only person that wasn't like, what? Well, why? Mm-hmm. Even though I know, you know, I know what's going on with you. You tell me everything. But yeah. it's like, I was like, good, you should. Yeah. Because I want the same thing when I'm in a long-term relationship.
0: And it's just good to have the other person there to be like. Switzerland. Yeah. Well, Neutral. and to just look at me and tell me like, hey, he was really trying there. Why are you shooting him down? Or why mm-hmm. are you, you know, telling him no? When, like, how does, why does it make you feel that way? Yeah. And then you really look and you're like, Ooh, what? You're like, <laughs> because my
1: shit's not fixed. Yeah. Internally?
0: Yeah. And I think I would recommend it to everyone, individually and when you have a partner. Yeah. Maybe, maybe not if you're just dating. Because I mean. As
1: it gears towards being serious. Yes. If you yes. are at the point where you are <clears throat> living together. Yeah. That is a point where you can introduce therapy yes. because you have to be with that person all the time and they don't deserve the unhealed parts of you hurting them.
0: And you don't deserve that from them.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um,
0: but I thought that was good because our inner child, because I know me and you, your inner childs, are healing, mm-hmm. but they're chaotic as fuck.
1: Yeah. Well, <laughs> they need so a lot of attention. They do. Because we didn't get a lot of that attention met Mm -hmm. as children one and two we had to tend to so many emotions outside of us and this goes to what I was talking to my brother about and kind of what we touched on earlier when we were talking we are not empaths because we were born empaths Mm-hmm. I believe there are certain people who are born that way, and perhaps we were meant to be empaths, mm-hmm. you know, but we... Maybe a touch. Yeah, there's a touch that is not innate in extent. us, but we are empaths due to our trauma. Mm-hmm. We had to figure out, you know, the threat in the room. We watched this TikTok where this psychologist laid it out, and she was like, people who claim to be empaths are likely the ones who, as children, had an unstable parent. Their emotions were very unpredictable. They never knew if they were going to get consistent love from this person. Mm-hmm. And so when you get older, you aren't taking on the positive emotions of the people. No. You're picking up on who is the biggest unstable threat mm-hmm. in the room right now. And you're taking on that sadness and emotion yeah. and trying to fix that problem and you never want to upset anybody and you never want to cause unrest mm-hmm. and you end up really fucking up a lot of things for yourself and other people by doing that. Well, you know, here's a good example. This
0: happened actually a couple of weeks ago. Um, with my group of friends, um, we were going somewhere and somebody was upset. I'm not really going to go into details. if yeah. They listen. Um, But they were upset, and you, I could feel it. Like, it's like you said, you don't look at all the other happy people. Like, you just tune to that one person because their energy's off. You can see it in their face, you know, and you tune into them. And then, like, me being me, I'm like, all right, what the fuck can I do to fix this? You
1: take on that negative emotion. You do.
0: And then it kind of ruins your night because then you're trying to help them out.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: When, ultimately, they probably don't want your help. In this case, they did not want my help. Yeah. And so I think I made things worse all the way around um, for both parties that whole night. But then part of me, I kind of stepped back after, like, I tried to help. And I was just like, what? why did I do that? I even looked at Austin. I was like, why the fuck did I try to help? I should have just stayed out of it. Like, I knew what was wrong because the other person they were upset with told me what was wrong. Mm-hmm. Um And I was just like, why the fuck did I feel the need to go over there and try to fix her?
1: Right. And
0: (laughs) Like, what in me was like, hey, she wants your help.
1: Yeah. And when you're the one that's in that situation where you're hurt and whatever, and someone tries to get in your business like that, you're Mm -hmm. like, stop. Mm -hmm. Like, please leave me alone. This is not, it has nothing to do with you. But because of what we experienced growing up, it's always about us we internalize where it's like you know it took me so long to break that thought process Mm -hmm. where if the tone is off in text or if you know i'm not the only one (laughs) yeah absolutely not i'm just as fucked up (laughs) but it's like if you're they're texting different or if you know the vibe is off at all, you're picking up on it and Mm -hmm. then you're internalizing. You're like, what did I do? You're thinking through every single possibility for why they could be mad at you. you know. And and this happened with me all the time with my mom Mm -hmm. because um, I would call her and she would be upset. And who fucking knows? She's probably went through something at work that pissed her off. Mm -hmm. But she's being off with me. Now I'm like, what's wrong? Or like, if she switches up the attitude with me Mm mid-hangout, I'm like, I call it out. I'm like, Mm -hmm. are you mad at me right now? Mm -hmm. And she's been like shocked when that happens because it's been left alone for so long. Yeah. But it's like, I refuse now. I I refuse to be this sponge for all of the negative emotions around me Mm -hmm. because of my trauma, because I've had to like remind myself, I redirect my thoughts so often because sometimes the anxiety just gets too much and you just have to like, let mm-hmm. it run its course. But when I can reroute my thoughts, it's like, oh, I wonder if they're mad at me. Mm-hmm. I remind myself, until it is spoken out loud and they tell me there's an issue with me, it is not my responsibility to figure out. It's not in half the time they won't have the balls to come to you anyway. First of all, they won't have the <laughs> so balls to say it, and they'll get over it. Or two, it was never about you in the first place. And yeah. that's most of the time, because when you think about it, How fucking often are you thinking about the person that's right next to you at work? You know? Like, you're not... The anger or whatever has nothing to do with the people that are directly around you most of the time. Mm -hmm. It's what's going on up here in your head. You're replaying situations. You're going through X, Y, Z. For me, my biggest downfall is playing out entire situations in my head.
0: hurting yourself.
1: That don't even exist. They're not even an option. And then I'm getting anxious and I'm pulling away from the person that I'm like dating. Mm-hmm. And, I, you know, driving that distance wedge because of a situation I had going on in my head.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do the same thing. I know. Yeah. <laughs> um, so on to kind of. Pulling from that, just kind of the codependency and learning. Because so I think we're both in the mix of it right now, learning how to detach ourselves as individuals. Yeah. From other people, and that's not even with a partner. That's just anybody. With anybody in your life.
1: Yeah, and I mean practicing non-attachment. Yes. Is major. Because, I mean, and this can be said for any person in your life, and people who have a parent that left especially know this, mm-hmm. blood means nothing. People can leave at any point. Mm-hmm. If And you can't really take offense to certain things, like uh, friends deciding that you no longer are a good fit for their life. Because at some point you might decide the same thing and Mm -hmm. then you know that's toxic for someone to be like no like i deserve a spot in your life because no Mm -hmm. you fucking don't you don't you have no oh i have the best thing for that yeah you have zero (laughs) guarantee of being in someone's life so recognizing that you yourself Mm -hmm. can survive Any situation and any one person leaving you, including Mm -hmm. your husband, including your mother, brother, father, doesn't matter. Because, I mean, even if they don't leave you by choice, one day they are physically going to by dying. Mm -hmm. And you're going to make it regardless. But you do have the perfect video Um, reference. This...
0: Said um,
1: I only have
0: an allotted amount of energy for even myself, and not everyone deserves access to it. Um, My heart is not something that I give. It is a house that I will invite people into. Yeah. And that hit deep because that's hard. That's something I'm learning. Like, not everyone deserves...
1: to get you yeah
0: they don't Mm -hmm.
1: and my favorite thing to do is to revoke access Mm -hmm. when it's abused Mm -hmm. because that's like um this guy that i was talking to um in november i was really this was the most stern i've ever been with my boundaries Mm -hmm. where he kept faltering on his word he would say that he wanted to do this he was going to Invite me somewhere. He's like, what are you doing tonight? And then when I tell him, didn't make plans. Mm-hmm. And then he just was not meeting my standards. And I'm telling him, like, I'm not making last-minute plans with you. Yeah. Like, these are my boundaries. And he would be like, oh, come on, like, let's hang out tonight. Yeah, that's like, the shit out of you. Bro. Yeah, he's like, well, let's just hang out tonight because I know you have time tonight. And, like, you know, just mess up your sleep schedule just for tonight. And I'm like... No. Mm -hmm. My sleep schedule is my sleep schedule because I know if I don't have that, I will be anxious. I will not eat properly. Mm -hmm. It will affect my sleep the rest of the week. It Mm -hmm. will affect my work. It. I will be throwing everything off. And also, what message does that send to you if I will uproot uproot my whole day to make sure that you have access to me?
0: No. I think... Just to play like devil's advocate a little bit in that kind of situation, like with time. I think there's some things to be flexible with. Absolutely. Like, you know, a dinner here. You know, not with like dates or teaching people how to treat you. Well, but even just, with
1: dates, I can get it sometimes where you're like, yeah. oh, you're free. I'm free too. Yes. It's the mental yes. freedom there. Yeah. Where it's and like, then, oh, I don't have anything promised to me tonight. Yes. So I can make time for you.
0: Yeah. And then I think too, even with like having a kid, you know, it's, I only have so many days with her, which props to fucking parents, a either single or divorce, like splitting time with your kids, you know, cause like I work for 10 hour shifts by the time I get home, she's eating, taking a bath, going to sleep. So I maybe have like an hour and a half with her, like truly, you know. So then, like, I really try to take that time when I have that day off on Friday and then Saturday and Sunday to like make it with them. Mhm. But then you have all that other shit that you have to fit in. Yes. And so sometimes, you know, I tell people no, and they get upset, and I'm like, I'm not leaving the house today. Sorry. You know, or yeah. I have this planned. I'm sorry. And people get pissed. I've gotten mad when people don't change their plans for me. I mean, I'm not innocent of it. But then I sit back and I realize, like, they probably had a busy-ass week.
1: It's not about they not probably, wanting to
0: be with you. Yeah, they probably just don't have the energy. They don't mm-hmm. have the mental capacity to throw another thing on their plate.
1: Yeah. But that's really difficult not to internalize. Oh, it is. Because that was a lesson I'm still learning. hmm And... The biggest...
0: I think you're having the hardest lesson of all. I We're mean, in school right now, girl. I am in school,
1: <laughs> but it's it's very eye-opening. It Yes. And it's very lovely mm-hmm. because I am healing so many parts of me that I wouldn't have accessed had I not met this yeah. person and had this relationship. And... Are things moving at the pace I initially wanted? No. Mm -hmm. But it is at a pace that is necessary for the both of us. Yeah. Because we don't have the capacity for each other to be together right now. Mm -hmm. And um, we can't give each other the best of ourselves right now because we have too many things going on. Mm -hmm. And I never understood that. And I never, I always was so strict with if he wanted to, he would. If mm-hmm. they want to make time, they'll make the time. You know, and it's still hard sometimes not to feel like he's choosing other things over me. But it's a totally then, different situation, too, though. Well, nobody relates. Nobody relates.
0: Yeah. He, this man is not just fucking sitting on his couch choosing not to hang out with you. You know yeah. what I mean? And if he is, that's him catching up on decompressing sleep from like a week
1: yeah yeah from weeks sometimes (laughs) so like it's really hard but it's also been like the best thing that's happened to me Mm -hmm. because i have been so codependent my whole life that now i'm able to say i don't have claim over him Mm -hmm. and this is with anybody you do not have ownership over someone's time mm-hmm. or their love or their affection, and knowing that I can't control any of it. Mm-hmm. Even if he gives me the girlfriend title, like I don't have ownership. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Like he could still cheat on me, he could still not make time for me, do all of these things. Like it doesn't change anything. Yeah. So I can't kill myself thinking. Oh, he's probably with somebody else right now.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, I can't allow myself to even go there because it's yeah. like, okay, so what if he is? Like, that's the whole reason why we're taking our time. Mm-hmm. is So we can come together when it's time mm-hmm. to. So and
0: when I was, when you were talking to me about this a couple of days ago, when you like came to the realization, I actually went home and told Austin kind of what you said about like the separation. Me and Austin are not getting separated. But yeah. just like the separation of doing your own individual thing actually makes you miss each other. Yeah. Um so like I went home and told him and I think I mentioned this in like the first couple episodes that we are also working on detaching from each other. Not even like just me from him but just like finding our own thing again on our own
1: creating your own life outside yeah. of the relationship. Yes. Like you're still completely attached. Yeah. But in a healthy yes way.
0: And I think everyone should be that way cuz it's only been like 2 weeks that we've kind of been doing it and like before I would get so pissed. This is actually one thing we talked about in therapy too. Like I would get so pissed when he would choose to go to the gym. Mm-hmm. Instead of like that, allotted hour and a half could have been to hang out with me and Maisie. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so I used to get so mad. But then I was just like, why am I getting mad that he wants to be healthy and go to the gym? Like, why this am I This is the thing he's doing for himself. Yeah. Like, that's what he wants to do. Yeah. Let him do it. Like, we have our whole fucking
1: life. Exactly. Like you have your whole life together. Mm -hmm. So you need to live outside of each other and chase those goals Mm -hmm. together, but separately. Yeah. It's like you have the same end goal, but on the way, it's kind of like having a little side mission that you're completing where you're, you have your own happiness and then you're so excited to spend that time together because you're intentional about making that time together. And And it's so nice.
0: On top of that. We actually both come home and we have something new to talk about. Mm-hmm. That's not just about our boring all day at work, or because yeah. we know that story. Right. I know what he does. He knows what I do. Yeah. Unless there's some drama or something that happens, so I can yeah. come home.
1: But you know. That's the best thing in the world, and I hated this at first. Not <laughs> texting all day. Yeah. Oh my god. Like, he hates me. Yeah. I'm I mean, married, but he hates me. At first, I mean, for real. <laughs> But at first, like, when um, me and this guy, I should probably give him, like, a nickname instead of saying this guy every time or someone I'm talking to. But when we first started talking, we were texting all the time. We were obsessed. Whatever. Mm -hmm. It's the initial connection. The honeymoon stage. Exactly. (laughs) And then lots of shit happened. Fast forward to now. And we were talking less. And I was just, I was not okay with it. I'm Mm -hmm. like, okay, if he's not texting me all the time, then like, what is he doing? But then we had some deep conversations about like what life is actually like for him. And we're like, okay, why am I sitting here? And why do I, when I am not where I want to be, I'm not doing the things that I want to do. Why am I sitting here upset that he's Mm -hmm. not texting me back and waiting for him Mm -hmm. to reach out to me? When I have plenty of shit to get done. Yeah. And so I started to use him being so busy and motivated to get his goals met, to motivate me and get my goals met. Mm-hmm. And now it's like, we have things to talk about when we're texting because it's not mundane. We actually want to catch up on things. Like it, it is so much better yeah. and more fruitful conversation and you look forward to talking. hmm Instead of just running out of shit to say. Yeah. And just a little text back and forth all day. And it's so much better. But, I mean, it goes with the non-attachment thing where it's having that separate life. But it reminded me of this video that I saw um, on TikTok where the text on the video said, When you used to cling so tightly to people and experiences and moments where you thought you were experiencing love... But now you realize that you were just experiencing yourself. And that's why you felt so much love. Now you know that love is what you are. It can never leave because it never came from anywhere outside of you. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a huge realization that when it hit me, healed so many different parts of me. Mm -hmm. Because I started to realize, holy shit, my whole life I have been looking for love outside of me from people validation affirmation yeah, from people i needed to hear it from them because mm-hmm. i was never taught that i am love yeah i was never happy or fulfilled yeah until i realized i yeah. am the source of all of the positive and all mm-hmm. of the negative emotion
0: but i think also on top of like you being your own hype person and like mm-hmm. telling yourself the affirmations um It is good to have a partner or people around you that still do validate those, but don't get so hung up on them that you need them all the time from that person Mm -hmm. that like one day if they don't give it to you, you're like, well, fuck, they're leaving me. Or
1: even if it's not necessarily rare, but it isn't like a super common occurrence mm-hmm. because yes, we're going to fall into our everyday patterns and shit. And it's just not going to be on the forefront of their mind because like you have to think about it. It's like, yeah, I love you. Mm-hmm. Like that's not going to change in a day and a half, you know, since the last time that like we had this talk. I don't know. I know. And, and it's you part of hate that me tomorrow. healing shit. <laughs> well, yeah, but that's part of the thing. It's like, Yes, you should hear that you're loved every day because, like, it's a conversation closer. You know? Good night. Love you. Whatever. But you shouldn't doubt that feeling. It's permanence. Mm -hmm. Because that is literally just a trauma reaction.
0: Yeah. I think me and Kaylee are different, though, because if we don't text each other by a certain time, Mm because we both know we're up, if we don't say something, whether it's, like, Hope you have a good day. This is what happened last night. I did this, yep. you know. We know something's off. Something happened. Somebody's, Someone... one
1: of us is either dead or we're not in a good mental space. Yeah. And we know it. <clears> and it's <throat> typically during the week by about 8 a.m. <laughs> and then on the weekends, about 10. Yeah. I'd say. Pretty much. We're getting up, getting going. So if I don't hear from you by 10, I'm like, something's <laughs> going on. <laughs>
0: true um but this whole episode which we hope you all took something from it mm-hmm. is just learning how to be strong enough within yourself to recognize where you attach to people or attach to things and you know what me binge watching all those shows that's probably me attaching to something because
1: or distracting yourself yeah. from something
0: Pretty much the gym. Mm -hmm. Bettering myself.
1: (laughs) Shut up. But Productivity. Pretty much.
0: You know, my spirit animal is a potato.
1: I mean, (laughs) listen, I feel it because it's not like just because I don't binge watch things, I'm not wasting my time too. Like I waste my time in plenty of ways. But the whole point is that we are working towards the life that we want actively and I mean I don't think that either of us have felt this motivated or happy with where our life was headed in a long time Mm -hmm. but it's because every single day we're waking up and even if we start off in a bad mood we're trying to shift the narrative Mm -hmm. and actually this reminds me of a video I saw earlier where this girl was talking about linguistics Mm -hmm. and how in English language we say, I feel.
0: Yes. Uh, And
1: so we say, I feel like this is never going to happen for me. I feel like I'm always being treated this way. I feel, I feel, I feel Mm -hmm. where it's like, you're saying it's a feeling and it's not a feeling at all. It's, The narrative that you're telling yourself about your life. Yeah. Where in every other language, it's like when you say that you have a broken bone, in English, you're saying, I broke my arm. And -hmm. you take ownership for that. Yeah. Whereas in another language, you say, my arm is broken. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And it's saying, you know, that's the narrative. That's what happened. You didn't purposefully break your arm. I mean, Mm -hmm. I'm sure there's some people that have purposefully done (laughs) shit. I wanted a cast when I was little. I was thinking about that shit. I was, like, Like, plotting. How can I break something? How can I break my leg? But that's... Newsflash. Did that. (laughs) You don't want it. No, I I didn't. I just wanted to look cool. But (laughs) this is all to say, every bit of our life is about the narrative that Mm -hmm. we're telling ourselves. And the past couple of weeks of our life are fucking proof of that.
0: Yeah. Because... That mm -hmm. goes along with manifestation and just being positive.
1: Yes. Like... we spoke positivity in our lives. Because what has actually changed since then? You know? Day-to-day. Nothing. Nothing. It, it's literally mindset. Yeah. It is getting up and finding the excitement in the mundane. Yep. Because in reality, you're not going to have an exciting life. No. You're going to have your day-to-day. We live in, in a fucking awful capitalist nation... <laughs> where it works it's work 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 come home work plan a vacation at some point unless
0: you got that money
1: and i'm jealous of you if you do yeah but it's all to say like we are of a mindset that we have to make money Mm -hmm. and this goes back to that tiktok with the linguistics we have to make money which goes to a limiting mindset of you know I don't print the money. This Mm -hmm. is what the girl said. She's like, I don't make the money. Mm -hmm. The money flows to me. That does. So instead of saying, I have to make money, you shift that to your energy attracting opportunities because you provide value. Mm -hmm. I provide value at my job. Therefore they pay me for that value. I don't make money at my job. I am paid for my value. Mm -hmm. And that is a huge, huge thing to tell yourself. I provide value. Imagine telling yourself that every day, and the shift that you would have towards yourself. Yep. What if your mom you told you tell that? Me nothing, bro. What if your mom told you that every day when you were growing up? You provide value. Oh, think about I, no question. Think asked. about that. Your confidence would have Scott, never faltered. I, never, ever, and that's the whole I'd thing. I'd be on some
0: billionaire's boat right now.
1: I mean, but that could still valued. happen. <laughs> That can still happen, baby, no, bitch. N- with me. With I'll you, I'll bring you.
0: Yeah, I'll bring you along with me. Take me along. I'm part of the prenup. <laughs> hey,
1: <laughs> all I- Hey, I will say this too: always sign a prenup. It is not a trap because you never know what could happen for you later down the line too, as far as money. Horror and stories. you hope that things are fine forever, but the reality is that they might not be. So sign a prenup. But back to what's important here. That's important too. <laughs> but <laughs> linguistics. The way that you speak is literally a spell. Mm-hmm. You, Your words and your manifestations and everything, it's magic. Well, and just imagine if you have kids, if you don't have kids,
0: especially a daughter, like having a girl, just imagine how you would speak to them. Because I tell Maisie I stole it from the help. Mm-hmm. But I literally you're tell her. You are smart. You I don't even say it like that. I say you is because that's how she says it. You is kind, you is smart, you is important. I tell her that every day. Whether it's like when she wakes up, before she Mm -hmm. goes to bed. And obviously she's not going to remember it right now. But if you do it it every day.
1: Instilling something in her. Yes. and Talk to yourself that way. But that is exactly like the video that I made on my TikTok personal account. You, and I cried so hard when I initially read that poem but treating yourself like you would your daughter Mm -hmm. or even just thinking about it being your inner child, the parent that your inner child did not have, washing her hair, brushing her teeth, flossing. You wouldn't allow your daughter to go two, three, four days without brushing her teeth, washing her hair, washing her body, talking to herself positively. Imagine looking at a photo of you as a child in saying you're so stupid i can't mm-hmm. believe you would do this like why would you put yourself in this situation
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know in, in thinking about how just negative we speak to ourselves sometimes like i hate your body think about that guilty i know <laughs> and think about looking at 8 year old you yeah, and just know, being yeah, I like i hate i hate your body mm-hmm. i hate everything that you provide you can't, you cannot tell a child those things. No. So why the fuck would you say that to yourself? It's what we're taught. It's what we learned. Exactly. I mean, you hear adults talking so negatively about themselves over and over in front of you, mm-hmm. and you just think that's what it is. No. Yeah. You know, like you blame yourself for the things that happen. And it's like... It has to stop somewhere. You stop the generational trauma, yeah. and you don't let your children see you speak negatively of yourself. That's and amazing. you have to let your inner child feel like it is worth something,
0: Yeah.
1: instead of being just that little kid that is uh, feels like it's the biggest weight on their parents' shoulders.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean. You stole it right out of my manifestation journal.
0: Literally my list. I was like, I'm going to break the generational curse is what I called it. Mm-hmm. It is. Um, Talking to yourself that way is a curse. It is. Well, it's with anything. Whether it's the way mm-hmm. you talk to yourself, how you handle money. I said I'm going to be the first oh my God, millionaire money. in my family. Whether it's when I'm older or now. I don't know when it's going to happen, but I know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to be there for my kids no matter what. Not to say my parents weren't there for me because they were when they could be. But it felt be.
1: conditional, though. It did. The thing is, even if they never straight up told you their love was conditional, it felt conditional mm-hmm. and transactional sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, I'm a good kid. I make straight A's. I'm a good worker. Mm-hmm. Therefore, I've earned your love. Mm-hmm. It never felt like it was just given freely. No. No. And that's And fucked. that and that money paid for
0: sports rubbed in the face. That was me rubbing my hands together.
1: I <laughs> see I never had that issue because I didn't play sports, I was a lazy I mean, piece of shit.
0: I get it. That's just but expensive. It, it's
1: it but the thing is it's like you signed up mm-hmm. for all of this when you had a child. Yeah. And, of course, if they make it into the fucking NBA or play for the Olympic women's volleyball team or whatever the fuck, you're going to be the, oh, my God, I can't believe my child is this good and makes all this money and, Mm -hmm. you know, you're going to want a piece of that pie. Mm -hmm. You can't rub it in their fucking face when you're paying for their training and the new cleats. Or the new tennis racket. No, because that shit is not cheap, bro. It's not. But that is when you are a parent, you want the best for your child. And what do you want your fucking 11-year-old child to do? Go get a job? Literally. Like, if you want them to succeed and they're good at something, invest in that shit. So then you don't have to work a day in your life later because you are a proper parent. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's the whole thing. If you are a proper parent that takes care of your child's emotional needs, you won't have to worry once your health is failing mm-hmm. or if your spouse dies early or anything because they're no. going to fucking make sure that you are taken care of for the rest of your life for taking care of them.
0: Yeah, but I don't know if I want to do that to my... It depends on the situation. I don't know if I could put my kids through that. Like if I, just from seeing um, my grandma... How she just deteriorated. Yeah, and it was only left kind of on one of the siblings. Um, it's fucking hard. Well, I don't know if I, I'd be like, get me a nurse, get me something to where it's not on you.
1: Well, I get that, but you I, know, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying it's gonna fall no, 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 on them no, no. solely. I know. I'm saying they will make sure that you have the proper yeah attention,
0: but. That's it for this episode, I
1: think. Yeah. Just practice non-attachment and cultivate your independence outside of your relationships. It'll take time. Be patient with yourself. It's not going to happen overnight. It won't happen over a month. No.
0: But you will feel, just like I said earlier, just within like the two weeks, you can feel the difference. You can start Mm -hmm. seeing the difference. And Um,
1: here's a huge thing that I'll leave you all with when you start a new lifestyle it is going to be hard Mm -hmm. it's going to be hard to create those new habits and there are nights that you're not going to want to wash your face there's nights that you're going to want to go to sleep with your contacts in or not brushing your teeth or whatever not going to the gym doesn't matter what it is Mm -hmm. but you have to remind yourself how much better you feel when you take care of you and that is the only thing that's going to change where you're at is sticking with those habits and doing the things that you know are going to help the future you because the only thing that's going to happen is backsliding into where you were, or worse if you stop taking care of yourself yep so on that note make it a great week and we will see you all next tuesday bye bye